Hi all. So a while ago on YouTube, I stumbled down a wormhole of small kitchen appliance reviews. As I was looking to buy an air fryer and perhaps maybe a pressure cooker, that's when I stumbled across one of the worst YouTube chefs of all time. His name is Jack Scalfani, as I like to call him. Jack Salmonella Scalfani. I watch video after video of him butcher, sometimes quite literally, recipes. Imagine driving slowly past a multi-car pileup on the interstate. That's my face as I watched him teach the internet how to make partially cooked meals of varying types and taking awful and unneeded shortcuts to recipes that are already quick to prepare. The absolute horror of Jack's lazy man chefing air quote techniques to my boyfriend Tom and now since we can't unsee it we are opening your eyes to it as well I'm Michelle and I welcome you to join us for this horrific journey better known as pink chicken and the lazy man welcome back to pink chicken and the lazy man she really wants to make a theme song folks so <laughs> tune in for future episodes to see if we actually get that done <laughs> Um, I'm Michelle Pink Chicken. And I'm Tom the Lazy Man. And we're back for another episode. I believe this will be our fourth. Yes. Our last episode was a throwback episode. That gives you a little bit of background as to why we're called Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man, to recap. And uh, this episode, we thought we would review his most recent episode, which at this time, I'm not sure when you'll be listening to this, but this is as of... January, Jan- this is January 7th episode. We are recording on January 8th, so this was released exactly one day ago. This is the Dollar Ribs from the Dollar Tree episode. And in comparison to, I mean, and it's only a day old, so you can't really compare apples to oranges here, but... The episode only has 5,000 views right now, which seems low for other videos that he has out there. But again, we feel like that's a lot of people watching for the sheer horror of it than, than to learn valuable cooking information or tips or recipes. The other part about Jack that we've noticed is Jack is always willing to try to capitalize on trends. He's watching other YouTubers and trying to capitalize on what they're doing. So we've noticed in a couple of the other food channels that we watched... Um, number one being the Wolf Pit, shout out to the Wolf Pit. A lot of people have noticed that the growing phenomenon of dollar stores in America have gone from selling cheap arts and crafts and questionable holiday merchandise to now selling, uh, having a grocery section. Uh, They initially had just kind of like a snacks aisle, but now they've put in refrigerators and freezers and they are, people are food shopping at the Dollar Tree or the Dollar General or the Family Dollar. And whether or not that's a wise lifestyle choice, um, it's given a lot of food YouTubers uh, content, a a lot of ammunition. Uh, they're filming what exactly type of food can you get at a dollar store and is it worth it is it safe is it edible is it palatable and if you do get it can you actually make a nutritious or even just a decent meal with what you can get in a dollar tree and uh, places like the wolf pit do pretty decent reviews of the food although even the wolf pit i think eats more dollar tree food than he should one other thing i noticed since we're talking about other youtubers is that jack seems to be on a trend where he's releasing videos on tuesdays at least with for the cooking with jack show channel because he has a couple other channels but um this cooking with jack show channel seems to release tuesdays and what's interesting is the vi- I, I have the bell notification pushed for him, so I know when a new episode comes out. But I also have the bell notification pushed for Babish. And the second that Babish releases a video, 
Jack releases a video almost at the same exact time. And I would, I would tend to think that Babish probably has a production crew and they probably have a, a publishing calendar and they probably do it because that's when they notice the spike in their viewership goes up or that's when people are looking for new episodes or new content. Like there's a, a rhyme to their reason probably. Jack, I feel like, is writing coattails only to get in the YouTube picker because you know if you watch an episode and like you have the automatic picker on and it's like, hey, I see you're watching cooking videos. Here's some other v cooking videos. Like, is he hoping to get in the YouTube picker because people know that Babish is releasing a new video on Tuesdays and he's like, well, maybe if I sneak a video in at the same time and people play Babish, it'll automatically go to mine too. Like, is this some advice he's learned at a conference or is it just something he's read on the internet and thinks to be true? I it should know. be noted that he did not always release on Tuesdays. He used to release on a much more, he'd release on a more frequent but less consistent episode basis, especially for the Cooking with Jack episodes. But now they all seem to come perfectly timed within the few minutes of release of the Binging with Babish episodes that release on Tuesday mornings. So either Jack noticed that and is doing it just simply to copy someone uh, someone else's success or he is in fact trying to manipulate the algorithm of the youtube recommender i i i don't know i don't know what he knows about youtube and what he thinks to be true of of the youtube picker i'm not really sure but that's what it seems like to me and i've been watching this over a couple weeks i haven't been around a tv to sit and try to prove out this theory with if I watch the binging with Babish episode, will the YouTube picker pick a Jack show? I don't know. But the notifications tell you, and the notification if you see the notifications pop up, that's when the videos are released. Yeah, that's the most accurate of uh, that's that that'd give you the most accurate time window. Yeah, but I don't know if it'll if it'll put it in the YouTube picker based on that. Hmm. That's what I'm not sure of. But oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. But um, so we're gonna watch uh, one dollar ribs, Dollar Tree. And uh, we'll comment on that. We are hitting play now. So Jack is in his new kitchen. As Michelle has noted, he has taken down the Christmas decorations. The cupboards are no longer wrapped as Christmas presents. He looks very pink in this episode. And um, especially in his face and his arm that um, was afflicted by the stroke. The one that's immobile. The other arm looks like it's normal color. Like it, it does look pinkish too a little bit, but not nearly as bad as the other arm. Now that could be attributed to his poor lighting situation, but I, I mean, his face just looks way too pink for me. Like it does not look healthy and I, I don't know what causes that. Yeah, it could be the lighting. It could be the, the fact that he's not white balancing properly. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's wearing those colors. Yeah, the, the colors could be a problem too. So if he's not white, if, he's, if he just has the auto white balance, he's taking up a certain portion of the frame and the auto white balance is queuing off of that. Okay. So now we have the uh, Jack in a Roasting Pan op opening, the intro. Oh, the cookie sheet. Yeah, the cookie sheet is a, is a treat. He's got a cookie sheet with bullseyes on it. I think he talked about this in a product re review video. So he's still using the products he used in his product review video from years ago. But it's one of those silicone baking sheets that actually has the little bullseyes on it where you're supposed to put the cookies. Yeah, it's cookies for dummies, essentially. <laughs> it's cookie my number. Yeah. So um, now he's explaining that uh, he was talking about he had the two, he wrapped two of these dollar riblet things from Dollar Tree 
mentioning that you know the package says to cook it for an hour to an hour and a half. Of course, Jack cooks it for exactly one hour and pulls it out. They surprisingly do look like they're cooked through, though the video could be not white balanced, so we don't know that. And he doesn't mention it, but these are these are raw pork product, by the way. We we know that from other videos. And he's ranting about how they're like Applebee's riblets, which I've never had, and neither has Tom. So we don't. We have no idea what that actually is, even. But well, we're not big Applebee's fans to begin with. Not eating at a lot of gimmick restaurants. We eat locally here, lots of local diners and local restaurants where we're from. And you know, it's it's known like Applebee's was a chain restaurant. Applebee's is a chain restaurant that's experienced a lot of uh, audience drop off because of the mediocre quality of their food and of all of the mediocre quality of the food pre-cooked pork products at Applebee's are probably the least thing you want to try. Plus, I was always convinced that the riblets were like McRib. I had no idea that was actually fresh pork. I just assumed that it was going to be like a McRib, like a processed pork patty. Oh, yeah. So I, that's, I've avoided the riblet uh, because of that. I always thought that that's, there was no bone in that, that the, the riblet meant basically that what looks like bone inside the meat is just the processed hump. Yeah. That's a good point. So Jack is trying out a new camera angle here. It looks like he's sitting down on a chair or a stool we can't see the back of. He's facing frame right, and he's turned around a little bit to kind of face the camera, but there's probably not enough space for him to face the camera fully because the kitchen island he does his videos from probably doesn't have a space for his feet underneath it, so... He's just kind of sitting side saddle talking about his video. Oh, and the lower third actually flies in in the center of the screen, right over his face. That's yeah, the beautiful. lower third is in the middle. And then you have the always the cheap outro card at the end saying, you know, buy my, uh, buy my products. He has an Amazon uh, affiliate link uh, where he sells products through that. And he's still selling his sauces. Yeah, and uh, subscribe to his channel, of course, and all of his other channels. But that that's pretty much the end of that video. Yeah, it's only three minutes and fifty four seconds. So Which he is short for him these days. I feel like I feel like his health is beginning to play a role with that. Because again, he had, remember he had foot surgery like two well, weeks I'm ago. Well, I'm wondering, like you were talking about him sitting. Maybe he's in a wheelchair or he's on. on... Well, he can't he can't take the weight on the foot because remember the foot was in a cast. Remember two weekends ago we saw him talking about that on the live stream on Saturdays that he does. Oh right right right. Yeah, those are interesting because with the live streams, you have to have comments turned on. That's part of live streaming. You're taking questions. It's like a Q&A from the audience or you can, you know, take comments and, and talk about them. On Which the is air. hysterical considering the lately adversarial relationship that Jack has with his quote unquote fans. And the reason he turned off the commenting was because of the COPPA, uh, C-O-P-P-A, uh, regulations for child um, videos. Now, cre uh, content creators have to mark videos um, whether they're whether or not they're for children or not children. If they're if they're for children, um, I think they change the marketing. Like they're not allowed to serve content like uh, advertisements and things like that to children, which is a good move. I applaud that. But Jack has somehow taken that and morphed it into. If something bad happens in the comments on any one of his videos, YouTube is going to demonetize him. And I don't know that that's true. I think he's just using it as an excuse to get out of um, having to sit there and moderate comments because I'm sure he gets hammered with people saying, you know, you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right. 
and a lot of them are, are aren't wrong <laughs> correcting him but rather than take the the criticisms not to heart but um you know like hey this could be something i could improve upon or maybe i should do a, another video that shows the proper way of doing this he takes it as a personal insult and then you know blocks them like we're blocked on his twitter right now and i think if i if i'm thinking about it um i i did mention one of his videos over christmas <laughs> Um, which was the Christmas tree pull apart roll thing, pizza dough, phyllo dough thing that he was making, looked like it was a, a dead chicken run over. It literally looked like that. And I think when I said that, that's what triggered him to block me and then probably block Tom as well. Yeah, because I probably liked it and retweeted it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, that was a shorter video than I had anticipated. So. Uh, we thought we'd rant a little bit here at the end, but um, thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll stop back again and uh, review the next video with us. I'm not sure we're, what we're going to pick, but I'm sure it'll be an abomination to food and foodies everywhere. Indeed. Don't forget to tune in for Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. Till we see you next time, folks. <laughs>